Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Three, two, one. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it is Commissioner Cooper, and it's time for TSS Fantasy. That's what it is. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Commissioner Cooper, and it's time for TSS Fantasy. Yeah! Woo! All right. We even got Chase into it tonight. Look, we got the season right around the corner. Everyone's pumped up. I mean, it is draft season, ladies and gentlemen. We've been yapping our gums all summer long, talking about this and that. Now it's time to put our money where our mouth is. Let's start the introductions. Welcome into the studio, Justin Jesus Herrera. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Thank you for joining us today, Chase. You keep changing it up. The next time we see you, you're not even going to have the bar behind you. You took the Bart Starr jersey <laughs> off. You took the facial hair off. What are you going to surprise us with next? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, what, you have to tune in and keep seeing Chase. There you go. He's a horse of many colors, that's for sure. Yes, sir. And as usual, go to tssfantasy.com. We have got all our rankings up there. And we are now sub- subscribed now to our YouTube channel because then you will be entering a ticket into a CK or C2KJ, whatever the hell you want to call it. A Chris Johnson signed football. That's right, man. Chris Johnson, the legend. And now you can own a little piece of legendary history. Justin, it, it's cool, bro, because I mess it up every time, too, man. I just say Chris Johnson from now on. Let's yeah, also, yeah. Let's also I got it the beer. first couple of times, but yeah, this one's just, maybe it's the beer. <laughs> Friday night, we're feeling all right. Speaking of a guy who always feels all right, welcome in, Nick. You got Flandern Macaronis. Well, here we are. Uh, Fantasy Draft Weekend. We got Justin Herrera doing his best George W. Bush impression for during the promos. We got we got Chase uh, pretending to be uh, Lumberg from Office Space in his in his uh, Hawaiian shirt, casual Fridays. So hey, it's anything can happen Fridays, and anything can happen, especially when you're watching TSS Fantasy. And again, like Justin said. Go hit the subscribe button. You can win your very own CJ 
2K jersey from the Tennessee Titans. So hit us up, learn some things about fantasy football, and then read some things as you go on TSSFantasyFootball.com and you read Knights of the Roundtable by our own Greg O.J. Mayer. That's it. Live, laugh, love with TSS. We got a special guest in tonight, a friend of the show. Welcome into the studio, Chase Thornton. Welcome in, my brother. Good to see you all again. It's been a good, good week. It was a good weekend last weekend. We're going to have a good weekend again this weekend. There's all kinds of local festivals going on around here, you know, in the Northwoods. It's everybody's favorite small fish. Every town has their own small fish festival, bluegill fest and crappie fest and trout fest and whatever. That's all going on around here right now. So it's busy up here in the resort country, but ready to talk some football. Oh, well, that's what we're talking about. And listen, I mean, it's getting that time of year. Not only football, but like you mentioned, the festivals, fall time. You can smell it. It's coming. That's right. That's right. I had to wear, you know, we only got so much summer left. We got to milk it for all it's worth right now. Heard that. Might as well wear the last Hawaiian shirt you got in the closet. So also, don't forget, hit the subscribe button. As my gentleman mentioned earlier, we are giving away that CJ2K football. It is signed, ready to go. Hit the subscribe button. Very easy to do. Also, under or go to, excuse me, TSS Fantasy, where we got our rankings. They mentioned earlier. We also got the round table and merchandise as well. So if you want to get a nice TSS shirt, um, tank top, whatever, we got you. Go and check that out. And by the way, this is the last time last week we did our last mock draft on Sleeper. Not going to do it again ever because from what we need to be doing, what we need to be, not that it took long, you know, it took all week long. But what we need to be doing is representing underdog fantasy. Use the promo code TSS. We could be mocking all summer long. It just dawned on me. We should have been mocking all summer long on underdog and then go back later. And guess what? We'll wake up in December and we got money. So let's do the mock drafts on underdog. That's the great thing about best ball. You can draft all year long and just forget about it. When you come back to the end of the year, guess what? You might have a boatload of money waiting on you. Get to underdog fantasy. Use the promo code TSS. Justin, why, or excuse me, Nick, why do we do all this crazy stuff? Because we can. <laughs> well, Nick, also, I want to throw this out here, Commissioner Coop. That yeah. is an open challenge to come beat Commissioner Cooper on Underdog Fantasy, by the way. Listener leagues are a real thing, and TSS will be doing it for the rest of the next two weeks. Are you and why we do it is because we are the fantasy show of the people. The people. The fantasy show, the people in Dina's just said, people. get the signed people. up, get in the shut up, Nick, get on the underdog fantasy. <laughs> get on the underdog fantasy today. Challenge me, challenge Nick, challenge Justin, Chase, get your butt on air, challenge Chase, Chase too. We're going to have lots of great contests and pick them contests coming up next week too. So make sure you pay attention. But right now, like I said, it is fantasy season. You guys are doing your drafts. Who better to bring in than the Doc? Because we got lots of questions on a few players. Let's go to the house call. Look, I'm a doctor, not an escalator. Spock, give me a hand. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Dr. Miller's house call, and it's draft season, so everyone is curious about all these guys. Will they or will they not start week one and so on? We got the doc in. Welcome in, my friend. Let's talk about our players on your report. 
No teaser tonight. Let's get right to it. Michael Thomas. So we talked about him a few weeks ago. He has played in a total of seven games over the last two seasons. Michael Thomas was a preseason 40% of the bench guy. But we did say on this segment it wouldn't be for his ankle, right? He's status post uh, ankle surgery for the inside and the high ankle. But he's been out for a week now. And this is likely a grade one hamstring strain which is super common at this time of the season, right? Players are adjusting from their limited off-season work to full-time, let's go, it's regular season time. So not an unusual injury because the tissues are just not fully equipped for the level of activity we're expecting. If this is a grade one injury, he should be okay for the first game. If this is any worse, which we haven't heard yet, he may be out a little while. Current story is that he's going to be available for the regular season opener which again suggests this is a grade one hamstring strain. But incidentally, I just wanted to highlight that he's not played in 18 months. So people are going to start to lose patience with him if he doesn't take the field. So that's Michael Thomas. Let's move on to Isaiah Spiller. Uh, Injured his ankle in a preseason game against the Cowboys. And I can't find video of this injury. And there's little information about the location, whether it's the inside, the outside, or the high ankle, or the severity of the sprain. So it's already being called week to week. Speculation is that he may miss week one, but that's it. Again, can't find any insider information on the severity of the location or the video. Now, with all that said, our TSS expert rankings unanimously put him between 48 and 51. So does what I say about his injury status even really matter? J.K. Dobbins. So let's group him and Gus Edwards together. All right, the Ravens backfield had a terrible 2021. Both guys tore their ACLs. J.K. Dobbins is hopeful to be ready for the regular season opener. But don't expect him on the field before that, and don't expect him to have his usual level of touches. They're going to be limited. They should be managing his load a little bit. And keep in mind some of the evidence we talked about on this segment a few months ago, that even if he returns week one, we can expect that he's going to have a limited fantasy production, probably about four points per game fewer fewer than his non-ACL matched running back would have. So, you know, certainly excited to see him back on the field, but won't be as productive based on the available evidence as he would have otherwise been. That's better news than Gus Edwards, right? He's the second Raven who's coming back from ACL tear. He's been ruled out for the first four games of the season as he continues to recover. This is probably a good move by the franchise with his long-term recovery in mind. His earliest return date is October 9th. So between that, between the fact that he's not listed in any of our TSS rankings as a top running back, and say I will not be targeting Gus Edwards in my draft. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Uh, update on Miles Sanders is limited. He's out with a hamstring injury. He's been out now since the preseason opener on August the 12th. There's no speculation whatsoever on his return date. And the team is said to be being cautious with his recovery. So hopefully we get a little bit more on him in the next couple of hours. And if we do, we'll put it out on social media. But right now, we don't know anything more. 
there's no indication to not move ahead with confidence. But with that said, uh, it's a little cagey that we haven't heard more about his expected timeline to return. And the last guy on tonight's segment is going to be Darren Waller. He was a preseason 85% to the bench. Now, he's missed eight games over the past two seasons. He's played only 65 games over the last seven seasons. He's been dealing with another sore hamstring. Again, these hamstring strains are common at this point in the season. There's growing concern about his week one availability. I just want to end this segment by saying Nick Macaronis is the only one of you three who picked Kyle Pitts over Darren Waller in his rankings. I'm going with Flanders on this one. Well, good job, Nick, and thanks for nothing, Doc. Have a great one. We'll see you next week. Wow, Nick got a little shout out from the doc tonight. How about oh, Nick's going to have a little visit from the doc uh, at work oh, later in the month. That's great. Thanks for sharing. Okay, you so don't care. Let's talk wait, about wait what? Yeah, we'll talk about that. Off, uh, nobody <laughs> guest speaker, guest speaker, sir, guest speaker. Let's talk a real quick uh, on what the doc said. Let's go. I'm going to go round table on a few of the guys. Justin, I'll go to you first. Talking about the Ravens' backfield, and by the way, if I'm a college player, a running back, and I get drafted by the Ravens, I'm running. What do you think that does for Mike Davis and your drafts? Like, tell me what you think about the Ravens' running back situation. Um, I mean, for Mike Davis, it really does nothing. Anybody who's had Mike Davis in the past has been snake bitten. You know, he he comes in with a high ADP value, and then next thing you know, he shits the bed all the time. So, uh, as far as this goes. I hope that Dobbins drops because then I'll take him for whatever he plays. But if I'm going with Mike Davis, Tyler Beatty, uh, whoever else, Devontae Freeman, Skeleton, whoever else they want to bring in to play that running back role, I'm going to go with Lamar Jackson all the way and just say I don't care about the running back room in the Ravens in Baltimore right now. For me, it does up Mike Davis a bit because look who they play week one. I mean, they're playing they're playing the Jets. I mean, I, and if he's the starter, um, you know, uh, I know the Jets' defense might have improved a little, but they were one of the worst against the runs last year. So, again, it uh, could be a week one start uh, for you guys that are drafting this week. So just something to look out for. Nick, yeah, but are you going to draft him high gonna, for one week? You're going to yeah, waste a, a pick for, for, one week. for a week or two? Yeah, not – no. Not, I'm not going to jump uh, first round, but certainly towards the end of my draft, when I'm looking at guys that are kind of like, eh, they're going to make, you know, yeah. that's certainly a possibility. Throw somebody I could throw immediately in my flex spot against the, one of the worst Jets defenses there could be. Nick, let's go to Michael Thomas. I want to talk about him real quick. What is that? Are you getting a little panicky, getting a little nervous about Michael Thomas's return? Um, does that elevate Chris Olave and Jarvis Landry to you, all the speculation going on? The only thing that really gets me nervous about Michael Thomas is between the ears. Uh, you know, he's getting very, very diva-like. Injuries can heal, but when you start getting that attitude like he does, like his crap don't stink, and, uh, you know, that he thinks he's like the face of the franchise and that he's not going to listen to coaches and, and and do his own thing medically, that's, that's when I get a little antsy because you don't know week to week. Uh, what could happen? You know, I've been saying it for the past couple of weeks. As, as a matter of fact, if he gets his head on straight and he gets right, he could be comeback player of the year. He could be a legitimate again, twelve hundred yard receiver, eight, nine, ten touchdown receiver. But it's that attitude because he's going to be the number one. Um, overall, statistically, 
uh, built-wise, everything. He should be the number one. But I don't think he's going to be because everything else seems to get in the way. Gotcha. Chase, one last one off the doc report and a big one. Darren Waller. Are you getting nervous for Darren Waller's return with all this speculation going on? I'm not necessarily getting nervous for Darren Waller because I'm not necessarily all in on Darren Waller anyway. Um, (laughs) I've got him ranked at number seven overall. And I think part of that I had, I had the injury concerns baked in, Um, you know, he's, he's going to probably, even if he's, even if he's there, He's got Hunter Renfro, and now he's got Devontae Adams to, to contend with for targets. It's Josh McDaniel's system, so they're going to try and throw to the running backs, and it appears Amir Abdullah has that locked down. Um, he's he's going to be fighting for targets even if he's in there, and he's, he's a good player. He's a very good player. He's athletic as all hell, but you got to be in there to, be, to do that. Um, honestly, you know, Foster Moreau as his backup – is is not a terrible tight end if 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 Waller ends up missing extended time ever, whether it's at the beginning of the year or whether he goes out, eh, you know, Moreau would have streaming value. But I only have Waller ranked at number seven anyway on the tight end board. Uh, I'm higher on on quite a few other guys, obviously. And uh, if if he comes back, great. I hope he does. But I'm not. I wasn't taking him high anyway compared to the other tight ends. Uh, I don't think he's in that elite category right now i don't have him up there with an andrews and a kelsey right now or Pitts. i just don't so uh, so no big concern because he wasn't concerned anyway basically right. is what we're hearing um yeah so i you know i'm a little concerned he's definitely dropping a little bit in my rankings um you know hearing more this might even be more about a contract than it is his own injury status so you know lots of weird stuff going on um and it's, it's really a shame way this Vegas team is set up, he could have a huge year if he could just get out on the field. If, if he could, yeah. Speaking I mean, again, it's McDaniel. I'm sorry. It's McDaniel's oh, yeah. offense. They use the tight end. All right. Yeah, no, exactly. So speaking of players that we got questions on, we're going to have to bring in the legal eagle, Mary Jane Cooper, because we still got Alvin Kamara situation. I want to get her perspective on it. Let's bring in our legal eagle and hear what she has to say. Those who will not live by the law shall die by the law. Your Honor, may I approach the bench, please? Yes, Mrs. Cooper, I will allow it. Welcome into the studio, Mary Jane Cooper Esquire. Hi, everyone. Thank you for having me. We are super, super excited to have you. It is draft season. As you know, we have our own big party tomorrow night. I know you're excited yep. for that. So question off the jump. Everyone's really wanting to know about this Alvin Kamara situation. Is he or is he not? Can we draft him with confidence knowing that later on he's not going to get pulled away from us. So that's what we'd like to know. What's the latest on Alvin Kamara? All right. Well, so Alvin Kamara, as everyone knows, was arrested and charged with a Category C felony um, for aggravated battery. Um, And that minimum sentence for that is one year in prison, maximum sentence five years um, in uh, Las Vegas. And um, right now, he's also charged with a misdemeanor. Um, a lot of times in plea negotiations, we can get the state to agree to drop felonies in exchange for a plea to the misdemeanor and maybe restitution or whatever. Um, 
So I'm not sure what's going to happen with that. But I do know that he did have a recent court date and his private attorney asked for uh, a, a continuance. And so it has been continued to September 29th, which is not a long ways out. Um, so that would only give him a couple of games. However, um, there's a possibility he could get another continuance. There have been two. Um, I've been in front of some judges who will continue your case down the road. Um, and I've been in front of some judges who are like two, no, no more. So, um, it doesn't indicate that they've said like no further continuances, but it does appear that they are in plea negotiations. Um, however, because of the charge of the felony, there is a potential suspension. Um, I did a little bit of research on typical suspensions for something like this. A lot of them, I would say, have to do with domestic violence, which I think that the league takes more seriously. Um, so I think that's distinguishable from this case, obviously, because it's not domestic in nature. Um, there's one case that I thought was a little bit similar. Um, so I don't know if you guys remember Terrell Pryor, um, but he was with the Jets. Um, he had a, I'm sorry, not Terrell Pryor, uh, and Impali, I.K. and Impali. Oh, yeah. And um, he's from the Jets. And he punched Geno Smith in the locker room. That was back in 2015. Um, he actually, I think, broke his jaw. Um, he did he break his jaw. Game, he got a four-game suspension. And I think that will more than likely be the punishment that Alvin Kamara is going to expect. Um, so I would say you can draft him, but you know you're going to be missing him for four weeks. So – um, hopefully his bye week is with him. No, the bye week obviously wouldn't count, but uh, you know he he's going to miss four games. So you think that you know you said that they could do a continuance and they and they may and they may try to kick it like Ezekiel Elliott did. But you think you're uh, you're under the impression though you think that four game suspension will happen this season? I do. All right. Well, moving on. Just so again, caution yourselves. I know it's the reason I say that just just to to put a little bit of reason behind that is this this case is actually kind of old, so it's been kicked down a while, um, and so it's I believe Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When I deployed, I didn't realize that even the air I was breathing was dangerous. Since coming home, I've watched friends get sick and struggle to get the support they deserve. But now, that's finally changing. We're eligible for new VA health care and benefits based on when and where we served. Even though I feel okay, I'm going to apply. For my sake and for my family. Learn more and apply today. Visit va.gov slash p-a-c-t. It occurred in February. I, I didn't write it down, but I believe it occurred in February. So, I mean, yeah, Pro Bowl weekend. Gonna... Yeah, Pro Bowl weekend. They arrested him at the stadium. Yeah. Right. That's right. Yeah, they did. So, Hours before the game. Right. So they're not going to, I mean, a felony court judge is not going to just allow something like this to just continue to be, you know, kicked down the road. Um, so I personally think it will happen this season. 
Yes, because you know I've we've done quite a few mock drafts, and I've noticed his ADP is slowly rising back up because people are slowly forgetting. They're like, "Oh well, he's yeah. kicked it down." So, guys, draft with caution on Alvin Kamara. You heard it here first from the Legal Eagle. All right, we got one other guy. We don't spend a lot of time on this, but I did want to bring up the Bills punter. Um, the situation again just came up, and you mentioned something interesting to me, which I didn't really think about it, which is kind of obvious now that you say it. Uh, but go ahead and just bring up the our, our guy, the Bills punter, and what happened, and then you know what you had told me last night about it. Well, so there's a sexual assault that was alleged to have occurred while he was in college. Um, and, you know, he's not in college anymore. So this is something that happened before he signed his contract with the NFL. And so what I had explained was things that happen in college aren't going to affect you in the season. And the NFL can't punish you based on a personal conduct policy that didn't apply to you at the time. So um, it would be like ex post facto, like, you know, if they make something illegal today and then they try to give me a ticket for it yesterday, you know what I mean? Like they can't do that. So I do want to mention that the, the, the guy I brought up earlier is actually the one I wanted to bring up in this, uh, Terrell Pryor. Um, so he actually got into trouble uh, with the NCAA for selling memorabilia and he was issued a five, five game suspension which he didn't serve. Okay. He then got drafted by the NFL right after that. And the NFL mandated that he sit out for five games to comply. So that is distinguished from this case because he didn't get punished in college or, you know, in university where he just like evaded the suspension and then came to the NFL so that now they're going to apply the suspension. So like I said, I don't think anything's going to happen um, with regard to that. Maybe he'll have to issue a, a pun, uh, uh, an apology or something, or, you know, I don't know, but if something does come about, you know, and he does whatever settles or, you know, there's a private lawsuit, whatever, um, you know, I, they wouldn't have grounds to do it. So I would say he's, he's not going to get suspended. Now the team may decide on their own to try to appease their fan base. um, And, you know, the me too movement and may sit him. Um, But I would say that if that happens, that would be not an NFL punishment, but maybe Roger Goodell whispering in their ear, like, Hey, you should, uh," you know what I mean? And so, ironic, ironically enough, he's not playing in tonight's preseason game. Crazy. Yeah, they said he was still with the team and still there, but he was not going to play. They they announced that just a couple hours ago. Pre- yeah. Pretty funny. Yeah. Nick, Actually, you yeah, I don't want I don't want to um, waste too much time, but would it be something to where the nature of the offense because because it was he was supposed to be taken up as a gang rape, so a gang rape versus selling memorabilia is a little bit different. It is Would different. Would that have anything to do with it? It is different. No, I mean, like, that's a valid point. But at on the same note, like, the NFL can't punish him for something he didn't do while under contract. You know what I mean? They they just can't. Right. Yeah. No. Even though, it, it, look, Only you know, the, the, the serious of the allegations, <laughs> I mean, make this like a, whoa, like, you know, first thing you right. know, you're rape and then, right. you know, your eyes grow back. And it's sad, too, because this kid's, like, been the sensation – you don't hear a punter being the sensation of preseason. All the he, he looks like that rare punter who's actually a weapon because he looks like he could flip the field from anywhere they have to kick it. Right. So it's a shame. Oh, Pat McAfee. 
it's a shame for the kid, but yeah. hopefully, hopefully, you know, we, things get straightened out. I, as I read it, you know, the, it turns out as I read, the lawyer was saying it's a quote money grab, but as we know with the Deshaun case, you know, anything could, anything could pop up here. So um, it's sad to say the least, but we'll, we'll have some more for you as we go along. I'm sure the NFL will keep you busy. Miss Mary Jane Cooper Esquire. We appreciate you coming in. We got draft season, so we got draft stuff to talk about, but we will see you next time. All right. See you later. Have a good show. Thank you. We're going to take a quick break. We get back. We got some of the best balls on the internet. We're going to talk about our best ball draft when we get back. Hayden, we love fantasy football. We do? It's a fantastic game yet. Still not perfect. Like, I hate leaving high-scoring players on my bench. The worst, man. In fact, hate it even more when I put injured players and they're in my starting lineup. Can't have that. And I need a life. The waivers, the trades, every single week, it grinds on me. So we at Underdog Fantasy want to make fantasy football easier for everyone out there. It's called Best Ball, and we set your optimal lineup for you each and every week. You can do it all year long. We have drafts going all the way from February to week one of the NFL season. What are you waiting for? Use our awesome early sign-up offer. Get a little extra something on that first deposit and that first time you play on Underdog Fantasy. Do you put them up? Reach the skies and the stars up above because it's one time for the underdog. One time for the underdog. All right, Underdog Fantasy, I'm going to say it again. Jump on now, guys. We got all kind of drafts that will be going on. And, again, you do a draft, put it away. You forgot all about it. And guess what? You wake up Christmas morning, you got some money in your pocket. <laughs> Get on Underdog Fantasy. Promo code TSS. little quick promo. All right, guys, I had to say it. I, I saved this little transition video. I meant to play it earlier. I got to play it now. It's draft season. It's the most wonderful time of the year. It is the most wonderful time of the year. This is what we've all gotten together for. Hell, that's why we're doing this podcast, because we got to love fantasy football. So we do have our best ball draft that we did this week on Sleeper. Again, last time we're doing that. Before we get to that, however, and it's something I meant to plug earlier, if you're doing your draft this weekend after you're done, if you have a team you want us to grade, send it on over. I had a shout-out on Instagram, and I'm going to have Justin right here live grade this because I sent him my own grade, and I know Justin can do this on the fly. No big deal. But I want you to take a look at this team, Justin. Give me a little spot grade for our boy here. He sent us a – Jack Babs is, the, is our handle for our Instagram handle. He wanted us to rate this team. What do you think of it? He didn't give me any particulars, PPR, or how many are in the league – that kind of stuff. But what do you think overall of his team? Wow, what a flawless team. Yeah. <laughs> what a flawless team, huh? Flawless victory. So good. So well, what do you want me to say? Like, like this is uh this is a hell of a squad right here. Jack Babs, whoever this Jack Babs is. I hope you're listening because you're getting a hell of a shout out here. Christian McCaffrey and DeAndre Swift. How'd you pull that off? Mm. You got Mike Evans, Pittman. Solid. Hey, my boy Dalton Schultz. Aaron yeah. Jones in there. 
Solid bench, man. Too. What's he? Who's he playing with? Right? Well, are you middle the only? Da- are you the only dad in the middle school league? Well, yeah, <laughs> I mean, that, that's why I said I, I think five year olds. Is that or it's an eight man league? I'm trying to figure out what's going right? on here. Hey, Jack, what's what's the down on this one? Is it like free or is it like fifty cents to get involved in this? Let, let me get down. That's all I got to say. But yeah, Jack Babs. I know he wanted me to shout him out. I'm gonna throw this little cut on uh, TikTok for him. He wanted to throw on TikTok. So give hey, him a Jack. Jack, A plus, buddy. A plus. There, you you there won. Is the letter grade. And I I, I, down, I gave him a B plus because you guys know I'm not big on Chris McCaffrey. You guys know that. So that's what I gave him. But hey, Justin, the professor Justin gave you an A, Jack Babs. Anyone else out there, you guys are listening. If you want a team rated, send it on in. We'll definitely take a look at it. Let's like take a look at our best fall mock draft. All right. We're going to start out. This is rounds one through six. Figured I would just we kind of go through it and kind of talk amongst ourselves like these players who were hot on, who were not hot on. Um, so let's start with the first round. Jonathan Taylor overall best. Now, again, this is this is a super flex. So, Nick, you decide to go with the RB um, number one from last year. What's what's the logic behind um, Jonathan Taylor at the number one spot? The logic was. Um... Every where wherever I did my research, they say if if he's available, you got to take him. Uh, you can get quality uh, quarterbacks in rounds two and three. So I my initial my initial thought was, dude, I'm going after Josh Allen. And then the more I thought about it, it's like, yeah, if I get Allen, that's great. But then I'm gonna uh, my opportunity cost could be could be too great to to pass up. So that's why I went with Taylor. And then I figured, well, there's got to be at least two good quarterbacks I can get in, in rounds two and three. Um, and as we can see on there, I got Rogers and I got Lance. So I, I think I think I made a pretty good move again. I didn't want to take, take Allen and then there'd be nobody really left that I could really use in rounds two and three as early as, as that is, even though it was a two quarterback super flex. All right, that was a lot to say about the number one spot. I got you. All right, Jonathan Taylor. I mean, there's I can't go wrong. Austin Eckler. I mean, at the number two spot, Kevin took him. Um, you know, you can't go wrong with Austin Eckler. But again, now we're getting into why are we going with quarterbacks in a in a super flex strategy, right? Let's yeah, go. To the, I, I wonder if I Kevin loved it. Message that it was super flex. Yeah, yeah. I, know, I noticed you said that after the third pick. You're like, or fourth pick, yeah. actually. You're Boys, like, remember what's going on, right? You're like, interesting <laughs> it's, strategy. For it's Memphis. funny how the the quarterbacks started to go as soon as he said that. So yeah. Yeah, well, I I was already said I was laughing when he said it because I'm like, man, if if the if uh, Dave don't take Josh Allen, I'm ready to pull the trigger. No, Um, no, Commissioner Cooper was on it. He he always checks his teams now. He always checks his breakdown. You gotta learn. That's why you learn your lesson after the you burn one time, you learn your lesson. All right, Christian McCaffrey at number three for Laduki. Now listen. I, you guys know I'm not big on Christian McCaffrey at all. This, to me, if I'm even at eight spot and Christian McCaffrey's there, I'm questioning it. That's just me. So what do you guys think? I wanted to kick that around because he's an interesting topic. What do you think? Like, and Is this okay for him? Do you, are you, if you're Andrew, are you good with Christian McCaffrey here, or are you sliding on him like I am? Um, Nick, we'll go to you first on this one. What do you think about Christian McCaffrey? Oh, this is like a hockey rink. I am sliding on him. I don't trust him as great as a player is. He's great for like four weeks and then you don't see him till like week 14 because he gets injured. Now, I, if I'm with you, 
if he's at week uh, sorry pick eight, I'm passing. If he's at pick twenty eight, I might consider it. But no, not not this early. Pick twenty eight. I think you would consider it. Justin, what about what about you? Do you like you like Chris McCaffrey? Let's do you like Chris McCaffrey top five? Let's go there. Top five in a super flex is iffy. But I will give it to him. I think that Christian McCaffrey is one of the only players that can score 30 points that's not a quarterback in a game. So it, it's it's a risk. It's a built-in risk. Um, obviously, he saw the trend. He didn't pick up on the thing that it was super flex. But uh, I will say this. you know, I like what he was doing there. I think Christian McCaffrey over Austin Eckler would have been a smarter move. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, that's what these whole that's what mocks are all about they're taking risks they're seeing where the dice roll and what lands for you and what comes around so i can't i can't be uh too harsh on him that's for sure and it's not because he just wrote in be nice because i would want to <laughs> i want to be harsh he should know better be nice. we're gonna be worse be nice right. isn't he the new rapper Chase, what say you, sir? Uh, what do you do? You you consider Christian McCaffrey top five running back right now? Top five, oh, definitely. I mean, you're, we're talking about a guy. Listen, he may he's burnt. He burned me. He burned me. I took him first overall too in the last two years. I've done that. I've done that myself. But here's the thing about Christian McCaffrey: the man had a had the second highest PPR season ever, behind only Ladainian Tomlinson's thirty touchdown season. Okay, back in 2019. And the first three years of his career, he played all 16 games. We he's gotten this injury prone label because he has missed so much time the last two years. But they were soft tissue injuries. It's not like he's dealing with some kind of like chronic, you know, disc problem or or a knee or anything like that. You know, like that kind of thing. He's he's got just as much chance as any other running back to play 15, 16, 17 games this year. And we know that his ability is higher than almost anybody else's in terms of how to score. I agree with you, uh, Herrera. That it, it, he's one of the few guys that can score 30 and not be a quarterback. Uh, uh, now that said, he has burned me and I am really wear, uh, wary of him in the top five. But at a certain point, you've got to pull the trigger on him in, in, in round one if he falls to you. I, I really think you have to. At a certain point, the risk is outweighed by the possible reward. Yeah, He's I just think, so good. I think the biggest thing is two seasons. You, know, you mentioned prior to that, very healthy. Obviously, one of the best running backs in the game. But now you go two season, 10 games. And we don't have Cam Newton no more, guys. This isn't a totally different offense. This is not the Christian McCaffrey offense that he was rocking and rolling in with Cam with. So again, now you got Baker Mayfield who, you know, I mean, you know, whatever is what he is. Baker will throw to the running back. He'll definitely throw, but he's not Cam. period. So I, to me again, injury prone. That might be a Cam good thing. Goal line touchdowns will go to McCaffrey. You yeah. Start. Now, it will. now they will. Definitely. I, I, I don't, I don't know if that's necessarily true neither because here, why do you want to risk Christian McCaffrey getting pounded when, when, like I said, he's been in 10 games. Running back. 10 yeah. Games who, yeah cause that's his position. Who, you who have else 10, games, take... 10 games in the last two seasons and you got other running backs to be your goal line back. So, so me, do we not, do we again, not draft Dalvin cook in the first again, round? Cause he was hurt for risk. last year. Again, ten, but he hasn't played ten games in the last two seasons. No. Again, so you guys are trying to throw all these comparisons out. Ten games, two seasons, 
period. That's all there is to it. It's too high, number three, for sure. All right, let's move on because I know he's pretty compelling. That's why I wanted to bring him up. Justin Jefferson was next with Dave. I mean, you know, again, not sure if we knew about the Superflex yet, even though we talked about it on the Monday show. Um, then we went Superflex. After that, it was QB time. Um, I have I have seen Josh uh, Josh Allen. That was just a smart move. One of the best QBs in the league, fantasy wise. Patrick Mahomes from Freddie. We already know that's his favorite player. Jose uh, goes uh, Justin Herbert and Justin. Who is uh, info? I have no idea who that even is, but who? no idea. No All right, idea. Whoever, some whoever, mofo. Whoever yeah. that mofo was, exactly. he went Jamar Chase um, number one um, for his pick. Uh, interesting as well. Then again, still going with the QBs, Chase, Lamar Jackson there. You like Lamar over Kyler and Russell. Go ahead and explain why. I, I just think that he's he's going to have to be the same Lamar Jackson we've seen. He's going to have to run the football. I like him as my number. He's my number three quarterback, You're like you said. I like him over a lot of these guys. Um, I was thrilled. It wasn't my original plan to draft Lamar Jackson in the first round or even necessarily draft quarterback because of the three wide receiver, two uh, flex setup. I was fully prepared to take a wide receiver there. And then everybody in the first four picks decided they weren't going to go quarterback. When my number three quarterback falls to me at number nine, I had to jump on that. Um, I, I wouldn't matter where I have him ranked in terms of the top five quarterbacks, but he's going to run the football. You know, he's going to run the football, especially early in the season right now. If Dobbins misses time and without Gus Edwards and because Mike Davis would do better on a hover round, uh, I just think that that Lamar Jackson is is a great value right there at number nine. And so I, I couldn't pass that up. All right. Well, after Justin schools us on, hey, guys, it's a super flex. He goes running back with the first pick. Let's talk about <laughs> the King Henry. Talk about Derek Henry. Well, when when there's only four quarterbacks taken in the first nine picks, I figure I'm going to get a top ten quarterback yep. anyways. No, might as well the pick the yep. best player available yep. and get on the turn. So that's what I did. I went out. I got Derek Henry, Mister Reliable, Mister Two Thousand Yards, Mister You Know Top Running Back for the past two three years. So yeah. That's the way I started my uh, draft. Mister seven and a half games last year, Coop. Do but we downgrade is, him? Hey, listen. Now, again, let's go back. If we're going back in history, we talk about one season. I went two seasons. That's the difference with Chris McCaffrey. Yeah. Justin, I wanted to bring that up, though, because, again, we're talking strategy tonight. We want to help people out. So, great, great. I'm glad you brought that point up because at, you're watching the, the, the clock, I guess, or the – the Q, I guess, would be the smarter thing yeah. to say. You're looking at – you're sitting here looking like, wow, only four quarterbacks taken. There's definitely a chance I'm going to get a top one, so I'm going to go running back. That's smart. That is something that we want to focus on. If you're a fancy player, look at your boards. Look at the Qs. Look at what's going on. It's kind of like driving the car. Look two or three cars ahead of you. Mm-hmm. Look behind you because, look, we you don't know what these guys are going to be doing. You never know. The drafts are always unpredictable. It could be a run at any time. Great idea there by Justin. Go ahead and snag a running back. Now, Juice and Dan. Dan, by the way, I'm going to go over I'm going to go over you up. You're going to go over his draft. Um, but it, you talk about, and I wanted to talk about, it. whenever you get the 12th spot, it's literally the easiest draft you'll ever have. It's just everything comes to you. But look at, now, I don't have the full thing up, but if you look at Dan's um, his draft, he went quarterback, quarterback, Running back, running back, running back. Then he went receiver, receiver, receiver. I was like, literally, he just put his team together right there at the yep. 12th spot. So that that's really smart. 
They went back-to-back quarterbacks again in the super flex. That's the smart thing to do. Justin mentioned it earlier. Come right back around. He gets Joe Burrow, top five QB. That's a great job there because he said he was coming back to him. Then Cooper Cup, the top person all year last year, gets to uh, chase in round two. Talk about the snag of the receiver there. Well, to be dead honest with you, he was actually going to be my my round one target. So when he was available in round two, like I said, with Lamar Fallen, you have to switch on the fly, like we just said. You can't be rigid in your in your strategy going into a draft. You have to see what comes to you and how it plays out. And when, like I said, my number three quarterback at number nine, I didn't expect that at all in a super flex. So you jump on it, but then seeing Cup was still available in my second round pick when he was originally my first round target, thinking that those guys would be gone. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. I, I was thrilled with that. Yeah, no, good pickup there. And then, you know, again, a couple of picks later, here I go in round two with Stefan Diggs. Now, again, mm-hmm. want to talk about strategy. So I'm looking right now as, as a draft unfolded. Thinking the same idea as Justin, I'm looking at some of the quarterbacks that are left, and I'm like, man, there's some decent guys here. Um, let me go. And the running backs are starting to like, hey, let me grab one of the top receivers. So I grabbed Stephon Diggs, and you see as my come around in round three, I grabbed C.D. Lamb. So I went yeah. boom, boom. And if you nice, look at Nice it, stack, by the way. That's a good idea right there, especially in best ball leagues. Get the stacks. Indeed, right. Yeah. We'll talk, we're gonna, we are going to talk about that um, before we close out, but I like the stack. So idea. And if what's really funny is that if you when we take the whole picture here, if you look at me and Chase's draft, we're basically almost mirroring each other as we went along. He went quarterback. I went quarterback. Then receiver, receiver. I did the same. Then we went with our tight end. So start, that was our strategy there. All right. So let's go to Nick's round two. I'm sorry. Did I, I skip Justin. I did skip Justin. My bad. But you kind of mentioned earlier. Talk about your around on your round one. You get all the way back, Nick, and you go back to back QBs. Talk about the QBs you take you took and why. Yeah, I was actually kind of sweating to see who was going to be left by the time it got back to me. <laughs> but, you know, I, I'm i sure that it, that it surprised you, Coop, that I – that I did take Karen Rogers, but you know what? You got to, you, you got to separate emotion from production. So, you know, you can't, you can't not take him if he's, if he's available. So, so, uh, so I took Karen Rogers there and then actually I thought that Trey Lance was going to be sucked up and I was actually hoping to get Kirk Cousins because I think he's going to have a big bust out season. But um, given the fact that Trey Lance was there and, you know, he's projected to get a lot of rushing yards and, and some rushing touchdowns to go along 
with his with his passing, uh, I said, "Look, let me just roll the dice. I know uh, it's a third round. You're just rolling the dice on that." But I said, "Look, let me just take Trey Trey Lance." And again, it's a mock draft, so I, I didn't really have any elf to really lose. So I took Trey Lance in that spot. Nice, nice. Yeah, I like that. I like that on the come around. Now, I mentioned before in the third round, I went CD Lamb, went back to back receivers. Let's go to Justin, um, DeAndre Swift. So now you got two RBs and still no second QB. So talk about your strategy, what you're thinking right now. So, like Nick, Kirk Cousins was my guy in that third round. And so sometimes when I just, you know, when it, goes down a tier. So Kirk Cousins is that like that tier where I'm like, he could hit that elite level this year. So I looked at it like, okay, so I can either start looking at Trevor Lawrence, Tua, Justin Fields, some of these guys I could easily get later on, or some of these guys that are in that 15 to 20, you know, don't really have too much invariance, or I can go get a legit number two waiting to be number one running back and have two running backs in my stable that could easily be in the top 10 this year. And so that's why I went and got DeAndre Swift. I mean, PPR league, DeAndre Swift plays, you know, more than 13 games, easy money. Nice. All right, we're going to go through round four after we get back, but we got a special guest to come in. So we're going to take a quick break real quick, and then when we get back, we're going to bring our special guest in, and then we're going to finish up our – little round here for this round so let's take that quick commercial break and then we'll be right back three bees honey farm a veteran owned and family operated company located in beautiful st cloud florida our honey is raw unfiltered and chemical free that means you get all the healthy benefits of honey plus pristine quality every time We also have a variety of products like handmade soaps, body scrubs, lip balms, lotions, and handcrafted wooden products for the home. Buzz on over to our website, 3bshoneyfarm.com, to place your order today. Any order over $55 ships free in the United States. Follow us on social media and watch out for our subscriber specials. 3B's Honey Farm, where honey is where the heart is. So there's a few things that go on during uh, fantasy season. Tradition is one of those things that are important, right? And one of those reasons why I brought uh, bringing our special guest in, we had people fly in from our draft this weekend. So on location, let's say hello to Fred the Jester Reyes. And it looks like Mike the is there as well. Welcome, guys, into the studio. Yeah! Super excited. We're gonna have a great weekend. And Fred, while I got you on here, we're talking, we're just talking our 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 draft. And you know, again, give me while you're on here, real quick, give me your most favorite draft tradition uh that you do during during the season. What's the most favorite thing that you look forward to during for the draft? Uh in our league, um we have a guy. His name is the Rattlers. His name is Jose. He always picks the worst oh, pick possible. <laughs> He's inside right now, so he don't know how to say anything. The worst player in fantasy. <laughs> but but family-wise, I love the food that goes on and the drinks. 
Awesome. Yeah, indeed. So I, I think that, Mike, go ahead. what's your most favorite d- tradition since you're on here? It's partying with the family, baby. It's just about partying with everybody. That's what we all get together and we all have a good time. That's what it's about. And let's have life, baby. Love it. Feeling loosey-goosey tonight. I mean, listen, guys, slow down a little bit. We got a big party tomorrow, so it'll slow down just a bit. We appreciate you guys joining us um, on location at the Cigar Bar. Thank you guys again. We'll look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Wait, wait, Jason, one second, one second. I got something for you. Okay. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, what's up? That's what it's all about, guys. Tradition, fantasy football with your buddies, having a good time. And the funny thing is, I just wanted to bring up the tradition thing because he brought up Jose. And that poor guy, Jose, <laughs> we have a new tradition, though, this year um, that I have this big plaque that says, welcome aboard. And our our thing is, if, you know, we, we have, it's 19 years going on 20, and only two guys are left that have never won the title. And they are on what we call the boat. So this year I have a nice plaque that all the champions will sign. Once the new person gets off the boat, they can go ahead and put their signature on there as well. That's going to be our new tradition. So uh, we'll kick it around. I'll get you guys good uh, traditions as we as we finish up here. But let's finish up. Let's go into round four. Um, Nick, or I think, let's see, where are we at? All right, let's go to um, Justin. Still, round four. And let's go ahead and just talk about um, the rest of the, the rounds here. So you went... Receiver, receiver, receiver. Still no other QB. Talk about that. Uh, yeah. So, like I said, I mean, you just kind of read the room. Um, everybody else kind of went dry after that. So, I want Devo Samuel. I want Terry McLaren. I want Marquise Brown. Three guys I'm going to put a stamp on this year. I think that they all have wide receiver one potential. You know, Terry McLaurin's looking at a fresh new quarterback that – you know, I know Nick's not the biggest fan of, but uh, at the end of the day, he's better than Taylor Heineke. Um, <laughs> Debo Samuel is – Debo Samuel, man. He, just get him the ball. Everybody was shitting on him as a receiver. Like, oh, he's only a wide back. Man had 1,200 yards and six touchdowns as a receiver alone. That's that's still pretty good. Uh, and then Marquise Brown will be walking into a uncontested situation for the first six weeks with his old college quarterback. I like not only that, we talked about the. Now I talked about the surprise I had at his production last year, um, or just with the Ravens. He is a great receiver um, and going in a high octane offense. So great snag for you late, late in that round. All right, let's go to Chase. You went Mark Andrews, kind of went the way I went there. He went with the tight end, then receiver, running back. Talk about your um, your final picks through the round, through round six. I have Mark Andrews ranked as number one tight end this year. I think he's going to see a ton of targets, especially because Marquise Brown is no longer in town. He led the team in targets last year. Even if Rashad Bateman steps up, and I wrote about this uh, earlier this week in my Ravens preview over at bellyupfantasy.com, but I still think Mark Andrews is going to see a ton of targets this year. He's going to have the same target share he did. He may not have quite as many as a sheer number, but he's going to score like – like nobody's business at tight end. And I like being able to, especially in this format, have that guy that I don't have to worry about at tight end. There's so much, it's such a roulette game or craps game at tight end that if you don't have one of those top two, three guys, 
every week you're like, well, who do I start? Who do I start? Who do I start? Kind of, and I hate that. So I like taking a guy like that early. I think he gives you an advantage uh, scoring wise. And I thought I could get better value at other positions later. So jumped on him. I like DJ Moore. I'm writing about him right now. I think he'll work well with Baker Mayfield. He's their number one. And I've got JK Dobbins as a, as a top 12 running back this year. Even if he misses uh, week one, it's best ball. I don't need him week one. I can wait until he's healthy. Uh, but when he's healthy, I see him as a top 12 type running back. Uh, plus, I get the stack with him, with Lamar. I, and the same is true of Andrews. Any passes that he catches, I'm doubling up points on. So on my show, everyone knows consistency is key. J.K. Dobbins has done nada, ever. I hate J.K. Dobbins. I'm so tired of hearing this guy. He's done nothing. Let's see when he actually does something, and I'll get on that train, too. All right, let's go on to, I guess, me. Um, I went with Kyle Pitts, um, kind of mirroring what you – same exact thing. I'm with Kelsey Andrews Pitts, by the way. Yeah. I think once it yep. gets – maybe Kittle, but once you get past that, I, I mean, it's like whatever at that point. Love Mark Andrews, what you mentioned earlier. No Marquise Brown. Love Kyle Pitts. No Calvin Ridley. Who? Who they got there? They got Drake London. That's it. Or Kyle Pitts. Going to see a lot of targets, especially if the, if Desmond Ritter gets in. Um, so I like that. Now I'll be I'll admit this. Num on the fifth round, I got happy feet and I got I got a little homerish. But you pissed me off. I'll admit it. I I now I'm look I was looking at these QBs and I'm like, hmm, who's got the biggest potential to go off? I mean, is it not Tua? I mean, the guy's got Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle to just toss the ball to. Um, really, really, I really, I know, again, I got happy feet with it. Probably should have went another RB or no, maybe even solidified my third RB or receiver at that point. Um, but that's where I went again, got a little homerish guys. Don't get Homer when you get on here. And then Elijah Mitchell, I talk about being Homer to Justin, um, got, <laughs> like, although we had a discussion about him on Twitter. Um, he is definitely, um, very, uh, again, once he's, when he's healthy and, and involved, you know, Shanahan loves to run the football and definitely loves to uh, have has great schemes, essentially. So I love Elijah Mitchell um, as long as he can stay healthy on the field. Commissioner Cooper loving the Italian food. He loves the noodle arm and the spaghetti legs. <laughs> I think it was only an insult because he called to a, a, a noodle arm. So I had to think of something. But I was like, I don't know why I attacked Elijah Mitchell, but I just had to go there. All right, Nick, <laughs> Nick you went with Travis ETN, and then you finished up with the two receivers. So talk about your uh, final three picks there and uh, what you liked about it. Yeah, I went with Travis because uh, he was the best reliable back available. Uh, I didn't want to go too risky with Brees Hall because I think those would be a little too early. And then there was Cam Akers, which I'm not sold on at all. And then it was Gibson, which I had him last year, and then he burned me. And then they already came out and said, look, it's going to be an RBC this year. So I'm steering clear of that. So I went with uh, Etienne. I think he's going to be productive in uh, Peterson's offense this year, along with um, James Robinson. So I think they're going to, him and Lawrence are going to have that little magic that they had at uh, Clemson. So that was my reasoning there. And then T Higgins, I mean, dude, it's, T. Higgins. I mean, what else, what else do you want me to say on that? And then Lazard. I went with Lazard uh, in the sixth round to stack with Rodgers because I think he's going to be the steal of the draft because yeah. not everyone's – I mean, he is the new number one. And as bad as 
um, that that receiver core is. He's gonna he's gonna be the number one guy. Uh, like like Cooper always says, when um, when Rogers mentions your name, he likes you uh, more often than not. So and then that I mean he was he was the best guy that that I could have gotten at that spot. So that's why I went with with Lazard. I right. love that Lazard pick. I, I love that pick. I, I have him as a top 12 uh, receiver this year. I think me and Jeff Manns are the only two guys in the industry that, that love him that much. But you, you're right. He is going to be the number one. He has Rodgers' trust. He's going to get a ton of targets this year. Last year of the top 50 receivers in fantasy, he had the, I believe it was the sixth most fantasy points per target, but he had the second fewest targets of any of the top 50 receivers. He's going to almost triple his targets this year. He's going to score like a mad mofo, and I am all here for it, especially being a Packer fan, and I don't think I'm being a homer on it. LaDuke said so what you're, yeah. bank homer. Bank. So, so, so <laughs> we'll Chase, see. What, if, I'm, if I'm correct, what I'm hearing is he does the most with the least opportunity. He had done the he had done the most with the least opportunity. And now he's going to get the most opportunity. You talk Correct. about points per touch plus opportunity. It's fantasy gold, and he's not going as high as you took him in most regular drafts. This is best ball, but he's not going as high as that in most drafts right now. You can get him for a great price, and I think you're getting a top twelve type receiver. All right, yeah, that's that's efficiency, and and again, that's what we call yes. math. Yes. If we go through the rest of this, we'll be here all night. So we'll go through the rest of it later. But I did want to talk to you guys before we close out tonight again. It's draft season. We want to talk about strategy. and We're going to talk about different things. But I did want to kick it around the room. I did talk to you guys earlier. I want some guys that you're real high on, guys you're low on, and guys that are we're sleeping on. So, Justin, I'll go to you first. Give me, guy, give me some guys you're high on. Um. So, actually, I am. I like Lazard. I just did not like the price of Lazard. Um, I think that you easily get him a little bit later on. But I think Alan Lazard has some good potential this year. Um, I'm also pretty high on uh, Terry. Bust into that top 12. And then uh, DJ Moore. Uh, DJ Moore, I think he breaks that ceiling of four touchdowns, still gets his 1,200 yards, and finds his way into the top 15 this year. Ooh-wee, that's some good ones. Nick, who are you high on? Uh, who am I high on this year? I am high on. I can't life. think of it right, right now. Yeah, I'm high on life. Uh, <laughs> I would <laughs> I'd probably say I am highest on Justin Herbert. I think he's going to have a, a, a good season this year. I think he's got that magic with uh, Mike Williams. I think Keenan Allen is going by the wayside here a little bit in that, in that offense. Uh, so, and he's got that chemistry and that de- development with Justin Herbert. Boy, really putting yourself out there that Justin Herbert. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Give me somebody you're in love with this year. All right. I, I, I got three names for you. I'll make it quick. At running back, I really like Devin Singletary. I think that his ADP is way too low. I think people have made way too much about James Cook coming into this offense and stealing touches from, from Singletary. I think he is going to be the guy this year in that backfield, the main guy in that backfield. I love him. It's a high-powered offense. He's going to get he's going to get the touches in both directions. Let him fly. Uh, at receiver, I like Drake London. Even though he's a rookie and it's it, it's – 
you know, the Jamar Chases and, and Justin Jeffersons of the world are rare, but Drake London is going to be an absolute target monster this year. I don't care if it's Mariota throwing him the ball. I don't care if it's Ritter throwing him the ball. I don't care if it's the third string punter throwing him the ball. Drake London's going to get targets this year. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Up the wazoo. Okay. And then at tight end, uh, I really like Dallas Goddard. I think that he's going to be, he doesn't have to compete with Zach Ertz anymore. He's going to be the guy. Yeah, no, for sure. Well, look, I, at the end of the day, I, I'm looking at guys, when I'm looking at guys I love, guys that are sliding that I can snag late. Um, you know, quite frankly, you know, you talk about, we've just brought him up. I love Tua late. Tua, you can find in any track late. And I'm telling you guys, any any opportunity you guys get get to a because right now like i told you guys and i joked way earlier i could throw four thousand yards in this offense they're going to be running the football you're going to have tyree kill jalen waddle he's got all the weapons to do it love it where he's going currently i really really like uh two i was trying like who am i talking about again um, <laughs> and he's your guy man oh, come on what was that quarterback again? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, talking about other guys, I mean, he's been brought up so many times now. I feel like I'm not really, you know, bringing, uh, not bringing any knowledge to you, but still sliding is Allen Robinson late in every draft that I see. And I'm not sure why everyone's still sleeping on this guy. You're the number two in a high talk octane offense. And again, bring it up at the value you can get him. You can get him way later. Um, so you definitely want to uh, – I definitely like him. And how about the rookie running back for the Texans, by the way? That's somebody I really love. Look at the way this guy looks. I mean, just like a, a man. I mean, that's, that's what you see on the field. He runs runs with power. Um, so, you know, if that's somebody, again, you're talking about value, somebody you want to grab late as well. All right, let's move on. Talk about somebody you hate, you don't like. Nick, we'll go to you first since you're the hater. What do you who don't you like? <laughs> well, how much time we got? So let's go. I'm gonna go. Who don't I like? Cam Akers. I'm not. I'm not buying it. You know, I'm. I'm. Everyone's. Oh, he came back early from the injury. That's what scares me. He came back early from the injury. He didn't look ready. And everyone said. And everyone that that we've talked to. Um, all the draft experts saying Daryl Henderson is going to be that starter by like week six or seven. So I'm staying away from him and I'm staying away from Antonio Gibson. Again, I keep saying it. It's an RBC. He was disappointing last year. Uh, I would definitely stay away from those two running backs and Miles Sanders for the obvious reason. 
All right. Well, some guys he doesn't like. And listen, I had to look it up here real quick. Uh, Jake Ellenbach was his name who came on the Rams yes. show. If you weren't paying attention to our summer tour, you were wrong because he told us way back when about this Daryl Henderson thing. We literally were like, what are you talking about? This was so long ago, way before anyone else was talking about it. And now it's literally all I hear. So it's super funny um, to hear it being brought up now. Chase, what say you, Frank? Give me some guys you hate. Uh, well, one guy, one guy that I'm not big on is Ramondre Stevenson. I love him as a player. He's one of those guys that I would love to have on my real life team, but I think that people are way overvaluing him in terms of we're all trying to just push Damian Harris aside and pretend that he doesn't exist. And yes, well, Damian Harris is, is going to, what was that? The team is too. Well, he's going to have some touchdown regression this year. He's not scoring as many touchdowns this year. Damian Harris won't. But I think that we have all tried to shoehorn Ramondre Stevenson into this like somehow lead back role when it's it's just not there. And even if it is a lead back, he's a lead back in New England where they're notorious for using 736 guys a year at running back. I am not taking Ramondre Stevenson high. He has to fall pretty far before I jump on him. Mm, like that. Um, uh, our boy LaDuke wanted to bring up Gibson and Zeke. Um, you know, Zeke with the offensive, you know, with the, uh, the injury and I forgot the guy's name, Williams, uh, the injury to their big <laughs> tackle, whatever the hell his name is. Um, Tyron Williams. Thank you. With the evulsion fracture. I meant to get doc about that. Cause everyone kept talking about evulsion fracture and I wanted him to explain it to people. We'll have him on next week. Explain that. But with the loss of him, um, yeah, I do kind of agree. Elliot takes a little bit of a downslide. And once someone Antonio Gibson literally announced today that this guy's going to be returning kicks all year. What sense does that make? So watch out for Brian Robinson on the rise too. Justin, give me some guys you hate. By the way, Antonio Gibson is the lowest hanging fruit, LaDuke. I'm not impressed. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, Francisco, you're, the jester is at a bar because he feels like that's more important. All right, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, no worries. I'm going to go with uh, David Montgomery. I don't think this offense truly believes in him. Um, I think that they want Khalil Herbert to take over. Uh, so I'm, And I don't believe in this offense, to be honest with you. Uh, another guy to, for me to look at would be uh, TJ Hawkinson. I I am against t- drafting TJ Hawkinson in the top five. This man has really only showed one good year, and his good year was not nearly as good as Dalton Schultz's last year, and there's no guarantees. Amon Ross St. Brown proved in this pr- past uh, offseason that he's here to stay and that he's here to continue to take targets. So I think Hawk is going to be more of a block guy. So in my opinion, I say pass on him. Second Hawk. half of the year, Jamison Williams might take his red zone looks away too. Hawk is Fair on enough. the block, according to Justin. And look, you know, I, we talked about it earlier. Once you get past uh, Mark Andrews, Kyle Pitts, and Kelsey – you know, and Kittle maybe in there. The rest of them just got nothing but questions. Do yourself a favor. Wait, slide. There's always going to be that Dalton Schultz, that Dawson Knox that's going to come out of nowhere, um, and you might even be able to pick him up on the waiver wire. Who knows? All right, that is Zamboni. <laughs> All right, let's go on to guys we are sleeping on. And, Chase, I'm going to go to you on this one first. Give me some guys that you love that we're sleeping on. It's going to sound funny at first, but I think that people are sleeping on Marcus Mariota. I think he's going to have a lot more value than people are giving him credit for this year. I think everybody's excited about the shiny new toy and Desmond Ritter. 
Desmond Ritter was not a first round quarterback. And there's a reason for that. And we know that it's very rare that you get the third round guy that turns out to be Russell Wilson. Marcus Mariota has played well in the preseason here, and that's not the be all end all of, of future success, but he has been a good uh, fantasy quarterback before he's going to run the football occasionally. And he's, he's going to, he's got great targets in Drake London, Kyle Pitts. He, they're going to use their Jack of all trades, Cordero Patterson. Uh, they've got Damian Williams. I think that Marcus Mariota is somebody that we are are not valuing enough. He's not getting enough credit. Ooh, I like that. Hey. That's, a, that's a good take. Yes, Nick. Um, I heard uh, on my drive home from Fabiano. Uh, they they say the only way that Fa- that um, Mariota keeps his job is if he's winning. If he's not winning, they're going to put in uh, Desmond Ritter. So so that's going to be a, a caveat for there. It's a mistake. He's too all young. Right. All right. Well, first of all, let me just address Leduc because he keeps uh, commenting about Yeah, this. he should be on the no show. One. Just, just Listen, come on the show. Just he's got the kid, so he couldn't. So I just want to throw this out there. Uh, Andrew, come come a little closer. I, you got to hear this. No one cares about the Patriots offense. I cannot wait for this one. They're going to smack your ass down. All right. Let's move on. Nick, give me some guys you're sleeping on. Okay. Uh, guys we're sleeping on, I think, this year on two. I think number one is going to be Matt Ryan. I think Matt Ryan is going to have a one of his career years because he's playing with behind a great offensive line. Yes. He's never played with a with a running back like this ever before, and I think he's going to mesh well with um, with the rookie Alec Pierce, and he's also going to mesh well with Michael Pittman. And the other guy, and everyone's been saying it. It's not real secret anymore. It's going to be. Kirk Cousins. I mean, I think Kirk Cousins is going to have a big breakout year. If you can get Kirk Cousins in like the 9, 10, 11 range, you're, you'll be cooking with grease on, on, on that one. Yes. I think, I think, I think he's going to have a breakout year. Uh, but let's just see until they play the games. But apparently in this offense, he's, he's going to shine. Nick apparently has high cholesterol. He likes to cook with the grease. Justin, what's <laughs> you? Give me some guys for sleep. <laughs> yeah, look at my double chin. This was a surprise to me, but a lot of people are off and they're napping on DK Metcalf right now, and I just don't know why. This man averaged 17.2 points per game with Geno Smith in three games. Small sample size, but guess what? He's going to get targeted. Nobody's going to let go of this like 6-4 guy who can run 4-3. You know? like, you're going to try and get the ball to this guy. I think if you can get him as your wide receiver three in like a fifth round type of situation, like Nick said, you are cooking with grease. <laughs> At that point, you're cooking with gunpowder. Bacon fat. Love it. All right. Get, throw it all, throw it all in. Light the So somebody uh, that – Like a frozen uh, turkey in a, in a deep fryer. Somebody that I liked that people are sleeping on, and Andrew actually brought him up here. Uh, He's Lisa Good at something. Adam Thielen, a lot of people sleeping on Adam Thielen. I'm not really sure why. Um, A lot of report out of camp. He's he's kind of back to his uh, form, if you will. He's not an injury-prone player, so it's not like, you know, it's somebody who's injured every year. Um, You know, and also – don't forget, this offense is taking a bit of a turn into more of this Ram styles offense. So don't be surprised if you see KJ Osborne on two and you see Adam Thielen in the slot, like our boy Cooper Cup certainly fits the same mold. 
could see a big season for Adam Thielen. If you liked Robert Woods in Los Angeles, you have to like Thielen in Minnesota. The number Mm -hmm. two receiver in this offense gets play. He's definitely going to eat. There's no doubt about it. Now, I don't agree with Andrew. I'm not stacking a quarterback, running back, and receiver because when they do have a bad game, you, sir, are screwed. All right. (laughs) That's actually talking about bringing that up a few. I'm going to just kick it around. I know I didn't just off the cuff, if you don't mind. Give me some of don'ts on a draft board, like something that you, you know, normally people do and you're like, oh, don't do that Um, because that's one of them to me is drafting the same running back receiver. Like, it's just, I can't, you know, one of them's going to score. Unless you're on some huge offense, I mean, to me, it's just mind-boggling. I just can't do it. Justin, you got something that you're just like, oh, no, no, no. That's a big no-no on draft day. Um, yeah, I got one. Don't, uh, don't just go with the trend. So if they're going – running back all the way down the line, mm-hmm. mix it up. You're going to get the number one wide receiver, number one over the number 12 running back. Don't do that to yourself. Save it for the turn or save it for later. So Go I mentioned zero that, RB. That's what I was created. So I mentioned that earlier. I am a old school, like, you know, a, a fantasy footballer. And the fact is what I've always learned, you always stack your horses, you get your running backs in, especially redraft for sure. You stack your running backs in. But as Justin said, just because I have that mindset, I was telling Nick Pryor, I know what my league does, and my league does it because I taught them. They all eat <laughs> up running backs. Literally, it's like a running back eating frenzy. So I was just talking to Nick about it. I said, you know, I've never done this before, but I'm seriously consider doing a zero RB strategy against them because I know all they're going to do is running backs. I'm the eighth pick. What's going to be there at eight uh, by the time I get there? Question Justin mark. Jefferson. Not right. Not ju- There's no question with Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase. So who knows? May end up doing that. Like Justin said, look at your draft board. Like I said, like you're driving. Look a couple steps ahead. Try to figure out what you guys are going to be doing because that will really dictate what you're going to do next. By, by the way, pregame talk, I don't know what disgusted me more, your wife's facts or Nick's team. <laughs> <laughs> facts or facts all facts. Nick, what say you? Something uh, that's a big no-no on draft day. Yeah, oh, and going back to your zero running back, you could always engineer a trade later later, later on in the season. Yeah. Um, there's – there, there's a couple. I probably say don't overreach. Like, don't be, don't, don't go in. Like, was it? And at least I know in our league, Coop, there's some joker in like the seventh round or the eighth round will go up and they'll draft like the number one defense. You're like, say what? And you know, it's like don't, yeah. don't overreach. And another one, is, it'll happen in mine too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Another, another one. Uh, don't get stymied by position. Don't draft round by position. Sometimes you just got to take the best available and then just keep on going. Just because everyone's got a plan, you know, like like Mike Tyson, everyone's got a plan until they get punched in the mouth. So you know, don't go RB RB running back running back, and I have to get this guy in this round. So if he's not there, draft some some somebody and then try to engineer a trade. Yeah, that's right. Tell him, Nick. All right, Chase. What's <laughs> <take your laughs> right? <laughs> Is there a big oh. draft All right, my uh, two of my guys from my home team from my home league keep trying to call me here while we're on air. Um, yeah, I hate I hate zero running back, uh, and I'm this might kind of piggyback off what everybody else said, but don't 
fall for the trap of jumping into the run that always happens in the middle rounds. Great. So what? Everybody's taking a flipping wide receiver. Look at your board, trust your rankings, and take whoever's highest or whoever you need more. Don't just jump on Kendrick Bourne because you need a flipping wide receiver. Look at your board, trust your research, and do not fall for the trap of jumping in on the end of a run at at any position. That was the one I was really going to hit on because that happens probably the most at anything as you're drafting. It was just what I just mentioned earlier with my strategy and looking those two cars ahead as you're driving. Same difference. As the wreck starts to happen, you see what's going on. So now it's up to you to say, okay, I don't need to necessarily jump on the sixth receiver now that's about to be drafted. Let me look at these other positions where I can better my team um, and then go that route. Um, It's okay. It's going to be okay because these guys that people are jumping on, quite frankly, like this show is based on, we don't know what the hell they're going to do. You have no idea. You know what I'm saying? And we're all just guessing. So you might end up with the best draft in the league as everyone's joking like, hey, you ain't got no running backs. You might end up with the title at the end of the year. You never know um, how the ball bounces at least. So, all right. So we're going to wrap things up tonight. Um, we got a lot to talk about next week. We're going to do a, some. Now I'm going to advertise this on social media, but we're going to be doing some listener leagues. So I'm definitely on Monday what I'd like to do is do that and do that draft right then and there. If we can, we can do that. Um, if not, maybe we'll end up doing it and looking at those teams, that kind of thing. It's draft season. So we got a lot to bring up um, a lot of strategies to talk about. We haven't even got the defenses and any of that crap. So we got to get started talking about that stuff too. Also get a kind of a uh, announcement, but we got some special guests coming in the week after, right before the, uh, right before the season kicks off. And we're going to be doing an NFL prediction show with some very special guests. I don't want to give it away yet, but we got some we got some big dogs coming in to talk about the NFL in general, trying to make our season predictions as well. So again, follow along, hit the subscribe button because we got lots of great stuff coming for you this season. And Chase, I, I brought it up earlier. I would love to have a little segment with you during the season with you behind the bar. Maybe we'll figure that out, figure a name out for it. I love making little prompt, little intro videos, so I, I got a perfect one for you. All right, guys. Well, we appreciate you hanging out tonight. We appreciate you. It's draft season. Get ready, and we are out. We're on a mission.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.